Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Rafael Hernandez and you are listening to Believe in Barcelona. So guys, apologies in advance. I really won't be able to record the session without the, the background noise. It's either I do record this podcast now or I likely won't be able to in the coming days. I've been stalling for a few days already due to the lack of finding a, a place without noise. So... Once again, a big thanks to Bet Online for making this podcast possible. By all means, guys, if you want to bet somewhere, somewhere, just go and bet there. It's one of the best places to well bet, and it's my favorite betting house that I have been using for the past few months. So, okay, guys, we are in the middle of the international break. And first of all, I wanted to review the first three matches and I was actually going to do it, but I decided against it because it's only been three matches. We really don't know how the team shape is going to be yet. Of course, we, we haven't had good performances at all, but I think it's really early for that. But yeah, it, it is too soon and of course the first three matches, I'm not talking about the results, we can overlook the results by now, I'm talking in terms of performance, then they weren't very reassuring. Against Getafe, honestly Barca had one of its worst matches this year and against Athletic Bilbao it was always going to be a tough match but it was still underwhelming and the result against Real Sociedad was really misleading i think it was a lot a lot harder than the the, the final result suggested but aside from that i want to wait a little bit more to discuss the the first matches of the season so the transfer window finally closed and we had a very hectic final final day to our transfer window too which is something that i really wasn't expecting so what i'll be doing today is reviewing the the transfers and our sales and the squad that we have for the upcoming season and i must confess that I wasn't expecting a transfer window to be as successful as it was for us. So I'm sure that you're asking yourself, where where is he seeing, why is he seeing this transfer window as successful? But it really was in terms of the wage bill. Barcelona's wage bill represented 110% of the whole club, of the whole turnover of the club. So it was absolutely massive and really worrying in the long term. So Laporta's main goal with this window was basically to lower it. And he was actually really successful. He reduced it to almost 80% of the club's turnover. So it's a, it's a decrease of 30%. So yeah, it was absolutely massive. It's not ideal yet, especially considering that we still have many overpaid players at the at the club. I would say most of them, but it's 
the way to go. I would say that the moment that Barca gets to 60% of its turnover being used on the wage bill, that's when I'm calling it successful. And then we can start talking a little bit more about signings and the future of the club in terms of big names and all of that. But I think one thing was really clear by the end of this transfer window was that Laporta underestimated the the size of the hole that the club was into in terms of finances because we we have seen the the review it was reviewed in the the past two days that Laporta actually tried to bring Neymar to the club Neymar was in his last year of his contract and hack one uh and one of the most reliable catalan radios when it comes to barca revealed that neymar could have could have signed for barca but the the qataris basically deposited over 20 million euros on on the on the on the player's father's account and we all know how Neymar's father is so it's it's always a matter of money it always was going to be but even if Neymar hadn't had accepted to return to Barca we wouldn't have been able to do it first of all because the audit the internal audits of the club was finished by the middle of July by the middle to the end of July and Laporta tried to bring Neymar before that and second because PSG was never going to sell Neymar back to us that is absolutely impossible we already saw the mess with Mbappe Real Madrid actually offered them 200 million for Mbappe and they they basically turned it down uh, because it's a matter of vanity for them it's not a club I said this before the Qataris don't care about money they they have that in such an amount that is almost impossible for us to understand but money is of no object for them it's not it's not going to make a difference if they have a billion more or less in their accounts you know and football still isn't at the point where there's transfers happening by half a billion maybe we will get there someday but overall it wasn't going to happen and it's clear that by Messi's exit too was really was really chaotic and really upsetting for all of us but overall Laporta underestimated the the state of the club's finances and we did it too I said many times here that I expected things to be bad but the final accounts were really beyond my wildest dreams uh, almost 500 in losses as I said in the last episode so it, it it was that serious and I know that many people are still against Laporta that he lied to about keeping Messi uh, but he wanted to stay Messi wanted to but it was impossible and remember that Messi couldn't have lowered his wages below 50% in signing a new contract because there's a regulation in La Liga that that stops clubs from doing that to avoid any kind of financial malfeasance so basically the kind of thing that okay we are going to lower your salary by below 50% and pay you on the outside something like that you know and i think it's it's a fair rule i'm not going i'm not against it but it's the same it's a shame at the same time that it existed and stopped messi from staying but yeah overall it was successful there's no other way 
to go about it and we have had reliable reports too over the past week that Barcelona won't be making any big signings or moves until 2033 so yeah it's basically two years from now but we have to endure we have to understand the, the gravity of the situation and one final thing before we start the review of the signings is the fact that Barca tried to sign Daniomo but Leipzig declined and it's obvious that Daniomo was willing to come to Barca. He's from La Masia and he left from La Masia to Dinamo Zagreb a few years ago and he, he was signed by Leipzig for around 25 million euros and it was rumored that Barca offered 75 million euros for the player, but that's literally impossible. The club does not have that money. So I, I don't believe in, in most of what we read about that offer from now. I would say that maybe one thing that I believe that Barca offered to take Daniel Monloan and pay part of this fee in the, in the next summer or in 2023 but overall it's all very murky very muddy i don't i really don't buy it honestly <laughs> beginning with the review of the sales one sale that really surprised me was the Griezmann one. I was absolutely shocked by it. It happened in the final hours of the transfer window, but it was an absolute ma it was our biggest win of the transfer window make no mistake okay we take a loss a loss in terms of amortiz amortization amortization no not really because he will be on loan at atletico for two years so his the big transfer fee of 120 million will be spread still over four years of his contract instead of five so it's it's a lot less money in the wage bill and let us not forget that Griezmann was earning over 40 million euros too so he was the the most overpaid player in the world and he accepted to go back to Atletico so it's a big win and of course Atletico waited for us to be in a very in the worst situation possible to bring Griezmann back yes absolutely but Laporta still managed to get um a forty, a forty million fee to be paid to be paid after the two year loan loan is paid. So this is really important too. It was a big win, and this is what people, most people that don't support Barca or don't read enough about the club, don't understand. We always knew that Griezmann was a poor signing. He was never going to work out. His contract was absolutely overbloated and absolute disgrace by Bartomeu but we had to take our losses and move on we cannot we cannot simply keep insisting on players that really should have left long ago and of course I extend that to Dembele there are rumors that Barca wants to renew Dembele's contract which is something that I don't understand because he is entering the final years of his contract he has only been injured I would say 70 or 60% of all the, of the time that he's been at the club. He hasn't performed he hasn't performed consistently. So it doesn't make any sense. One thing that I would be in agreement is you renew Dembele for another four or five years with a with a lower with lower wages and sell him somewhere to 40 or 5 50 million euros. Then you would basically cover 
the rest of his transfer fees and keep recouping money that is something that i could strongly agree agree but keeping him at the club it's something that i just cannot agree he will never live up to the potential that we want him to we have been deluding ourselves for far too long this is done and dusted we just have to cut our losses just like the griezmann sale and move on and one thing that I really didn't understand, why didn't Barca try to bring Saul on loan for the 5 million that Chelsea paid? I do not know, but I think it's a matter of Koeman not wanting the player. I think that's very possible because Koeman wanted a center forward and we had the Luke de Jong signing, which is something that I really disagree, just to, just to say that in advance. But... It's, it, it's really a, a, a shame that we didn't get Saul. I really think that he could have been a really valuable player for us in the long term, really. And aside from the Griezmann sale, of course, the Emerson sale really caught me by surprise. But Tottenham just offered too much money. We couldn't turn it down. And it's a, it's a shame because the player really wanted to succeed at Barca. He's, he said it himself in the, in the Instagram post that he said goodbye to the club. But it's a kind of sale that we cannot simply, we can, we are not in the strong position to turn it down. I think that he's going to be a good footballer for Tottenham. I'm not sure that he would have been successful at Barca, but I would have liked to try it to at least one or two seasons. It's a shame that we have to sell players like Emerson and Sergio Roberto still refuses to leave but yeah it's part of the game another another sale that surprised me was the pianich one it was actually a loan to ben to besiktas a turkish club and it really was a big surprise the way that pianich was really vocal about why he left the club it was he said it himself that koeman just wasn't willing to play him and koeman is like that he simply has problems with players and he blindsides them we we saw what has happened with puig and now alex colado from la masia from barcelona b and he basically decides that he doesn't want these players and he doesn't even give them a chance which is very egoistical, very blind, very stubborn of him. As I said many times before, Koeman is not fit to be a coach of a top club. He's absolutely unfit to, to be in any kind of position to make difficult decisions. Maybe in the national team where he's a lot more limited, he can be successful as we saw it with the Netherlands. But overall, just an absolute embarrassment, embarrassment there. And... The Trincon, the the Trincon sale was really good. He was actually loaned to Wolverhampton, and they have a buy option of twenty five million at the end of the season. But they're definitely going to buy the guy. He's already playing for Wolverhampton and impressing too. He he's a very he, I would say maybe he wasn't Barcelona quality, but he has enough quality to be successful at Wolverhampton and let, let us not forget that Wolverhampton is basically Jorge Mendes club so we have to thank Mendes for that and the Firpo sale had had me okay all of these sales basically had me surprised I really didn't expect that we are going to make uh, so many successful sales and loans we really did of course I wanted to be better I wanted Untiti to be gone Lenglet and Coutinho but there's a limit to how much you can do, especially when the players are refusing to go. And the Junior Fiepo sale to Leeds was an absolute masterclass. 15, uh, 15 million euro for a player that 
never really was fit for Barcelona. He never he never played well. He was always nervous on pitch. He was an absolute wreck. And the fact that he was able to sell him, that we were able to sell him with almost without taking losses from his initial transfer fee was absolutely fantastic. And to cap things off, of, of course, it's the sale of Likes Moriba to Leipzig. Absolutely a fantastic sale. Over 16 million euros for a guy that is all about the money. Moriba and his intruders didn't care about anything but getting their pockets full of money. And maybe Leipzig will give them that. I do not know and I really doubt it. But overall... I think that Moriba is going to... He left a lot of money in our coffers. That all that matters because the guy is really ungrateful. And he goes on social media and he pretends that he doesn't know what is happen on, happening on the behind the scenes. Which just makes it more embarrassing for the guy. But one thing that many people don't know is that the same people that represent Moriba represented Max Meyer that big talent from Schalke a few years ago and where is Max Meyer right now honestly I doubt that even the player knows where he is because he has he simply fell uh, he fell off the map and he is only 25 years old I think it's likely that the same is going to happen with Moriba and even if doesn't we already made money with his sale we have to move on honestly this saga really annoyed me because it was almost three months of reports of about Moriba asking more money, Moriba with interest from Tottenham out of that mess, and it was really unnecessary. I really didn't, I really didn't think it was, it was a necessity to read about this, but. The, the local media, the Catalan media, basically had next to nothing to write about because Barca simply cannot make big moves, just sell. So they, they had to work with what they had. And of course, speaking of the new signings, Memphis Depay has had me really surprised in his first few matches for Barca. He's already acting as the leader of the attack and the leader of the entire team. And I'm really happy with that. If we didn't have Memphis, we would have lost against Athletic Bilbao and maybe lost against Getafe at the Camp Nou too, or maybe dropped points. But even he has... His evolution as a, as a footballer has been amazing because when he was at PSV in, in the Netherlands, he was a fantastic player, exactly the player that we are seeing right now at Barca. Then he, he made a poor choice in going to uh, Manchester United that was in ruins and he... He was smart enough to leave at the right time to Lyon, a very well-structured club when he, where he was able to find himself again and play the best of, he, he play his best football. And he was rewarded by coming to Barca. And of course, I want to thank the player too for not accepting Juventus after, which basically doubled the, the wages that we offered him. Much like Wijnaldum did by going to PSG. And he is leading us. I'm really happy with the guy. And to think that he's only 27 years old, we are going to have at least him for a good four to five years here. And it's a shame that we didn't see Messi playing with the guy, but we are going to be seeing Ansu with him soon. So there's a positive in that too. Speaking of Aguero, he's he's gotten injured again. Aguero always gets injured, seems nowadays. And I don't know if it's it's going to 
work out well for us on our signing, but he's only on a two-year contract. We have basically no risk. We we aren't losing much money by trying to, to bring uh, once grades uh, forward to play at the club. Maybe he will be successful alongside Ansu and and Depay. I'm really hopeful for that, but who knows? Luke de Jong, the Luke de Jong signing was basically something that the Porta decided to give Koeman because he was asking for a center forward. And there was basically no risk uh, alone that's that we have absolutely no risk. We didn't pay anything for the guy and a year from now he's going to get back to Sevilla and we are never going to hear about him again. I really don't think he's going to be successful. I doubt that he will even get to score 10 goals for for us this season. Then he's just the kind of signing that makes no sense. But makes no sense but Koeman's asks and Laporta obliges and so I think it's fair that when Luke de Jong doesn't work well at the end of the season we can recall that this was Koeman's signing not Laporta's no risk at all and Eric Garcia and Yusuf Demir are playing well they played well during the preseason Eric Garcia struggled against Athletic Bilbao because his grandfather had just died and he still wanted to play but overall, I think that Eric Garcia is going to be a good signing for us in the long term. Not sure that he is Barcelona's starting quality. I don't think he is. But he can be a good servant to the club in the in the long term. And of course, we have the La Masia kids too, Gavi and Nico, who can be who can prove to be really valuable in, a, in the long run. I was surprised to see them against Getafe and how both of them coming on actually made that thing better which looks really good for our future. I want to see the kids playing the season because we are not going to get really far in terms of trophies. So the best thing that we can do is play the kids and hope that they can become great or reliable players for Barcelona in the long run. And I really have big expectations for Gavi and Nico. So um, to finish, I want to just comment a little bit about the the squad that the players that Barcelona already had at the beginning of the window. So, of course, uh, we have Piquet who lowered his wages alongside Busquets and Alba, but actually they just deferred his their wages. So basically they're going to get their money in a later date. So this is one thing that I really disagree. Piquet being praised as if he's a hero by lowering, by deferring his wages but it's not simply it's not as simple like that. PK is a very smart footballer. He's a very smart politician. I think he's already making the moves to actually run and win to become the next Barcelona president after Laporta. But honestly, I have doubt that PK would be a good president by for Barcelona. I think he's too much of an opportunity uh, of an opportunist when it comes to when it comes to to his businesses we already have seen the mess that the davis cup actually turned into where the fans and the tennis fans and the tennis players dislike piquet for changing the format and everything so yeah it's a matter of just waiting and seeing i don't think it really i need to say anything about that anymore so sergio roberto an absolute disgrace he's actually refusing to even defer his wages he he refused a two years extension that the club presented him and he's 
presenting a counter offer saying that he has uh, he has offered from other clubs honestly if he has by all means leave but we know that he doesn't Sergio Roberto is the kind of player that would be good for a mid-table La Liga club not for a not for a club that can actually go and pay even a third of the wages that we pay him and we don't know for sure if Sergio Roberto is earning 10 or 13 million per year but it's something it's it's something of that amount and that's absolutely ridiculous he's nowhere worth that money the guy is earning almost double that Ruben Diaz earns at Manchester City he's earning more than Virgil van Dijk after he renewed his contract in July with Liverpool so <laughs> honestly Bartomeu is an absolute joke it's it's hard to believe it Langley like Kuntiti should absolutely leave the club but both refused to leave Homa wanted to try Lenglengle's signing but he refused Untiti is already earning 13 million a year for two and not for another two years and he doesn't want to leave he just wanted to get his money and leave and honestly I think he will always be the worst contract renewal in the club's history it would take uh, uh, something really massive to happen for a, a worse contract renewal happens in the, in our history just absolutely calamitous and already attacked on TV enough so Bryce White is is a great servant to the club uh, but he's nowhere the starting quality Barcelona just cannot afford to have a player like Bryce White in the in the starting 11 he can be a super sub or something like that but that is all he's just he's a hard worker and everything I respect the guy absolutely but he's simply not a not good enough we have to be honest and Coutinho too I think Coutinho is the last big big problem that the club has he's earning 25 million a year at the club and we still have two and two more years in his contract the guy was basically a year out due to injury and Koeman says that he's going to play Coutinho but I doubt because you play Coutinho and the guy at Liverpool is going to get under 5 million soon really no, it's not the kind of Twitter rumor. It's actually if Coutinho gets to play a few more matches, Liverpool gets under five million. Honestly, what a mess of a deal that all that that, that was. And De Jong is our best player, and I've said he's been great this season. He was great the last season. I have absolutely nothing but positive things to say about De Jong. Same for Araujo and Minguesa. They are great and. Of course, we have Neto, who is our back go backup goalkeeper that wasn't sold due to his high wages. Yeah, Neto earns six million per year. Honestly, who? Bartomeu. Okay, you already know what I'm going to say. So, yeah, six million a year for a backup goalkeeper that never really did anything remarkable in his career. So, yeah, awful. And to close things off. Pedri's renewal will be simple. I'm not worried. Pedri is going to renew soon. And he's 18 years old right now let's say he signs a six-year contract he's going to be only 24 years old when it's over man the guy has the highest ceiling at the club right now the, an absolute gen and i cannot wait to save to see pedri playing for us after he rested for three weeks the man the guy really 
needed rest he played almost 75 matches from august of 2020 to now so yeah absolutely busted and Ansufati finally got the the 10 shirt that won't belong to messi which made me very happy i think that we we have to give the Lamazia players hope and this is the kind of thing that really represents it Ansu came out of Lamazia. He surprised everyone and now he gets the, the shirt that wants to belong to Messi. I think it's proper. It doesn't put any pressure off Ansu. I think that it's clear by now that Ansu doesn't feel pressure by by what he has shown in, in the performances uh, in a Barcelona shirt. He already has a goal in a Clásico too. He's, he's just an all-round fantastic footballer and I really hope that he recovers his best after the surgeries, even though I have some doubts. And... I think his Brandeur will be a little more difficult than Pedris because Jorge Mendes is his agent and Mendes know that Ansu's value is massive. So, yeah, uh, I have to be honest, I, I don't have, uh, I'm not sure, certain that Ansu is going to stay in the long term at the club, especially knowing that Manchester United already tried to sign him uh, two, two years ago, no, uh, a year ago and offered over a hundred million and the club declined so yeah this kind of thing really leaves me worried but no harm worrying about this right now let's just hope Ansu's recover his best form and then we worry about that later so to cap things off I, I i really think that if we had a better coach we would have been challenging for la liga and the spanish cup but we don't and we have to accept that this season is going to be a season of transition we need to be patient and we know for and i'm and i'm, I'm not even certain that coyman will be there by december i think that he could be sacked coyman is absolutely limited i really i really dislike uh, him as a coach i don't want to mix things up because as a barcelona legend he was uh uh, one of the best center backs in the history of the club but as a coach he's simply too limited and it's a shame that we had to keep him for another year because he was demanding the 12 million of the remain of his contract to leave and of course we didn't have money at the time so Laporta just had to cut to cut our losses so this this transfer window was defined just like that cutting our losses and i think it was really successful in that regard so it's a transfer window that leaves me with hope for the future i think that we can laporta can rebuild things as i said before and we can look forward to the future soon so let's hope for the best guys and once again a big thank you to battleline for making this podcast a, a reality Thank you very much, guys, and see you on social media. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.